Brush Pass bonus episode time. Uh, this time around, we're going to talk about uh, some Spy City, uh, which is a new AMC Plus uh, series that just premiered tonight. David and I just watched the first episode. We're going to come back around and um, give some first impressions on that one. Uh, but before that, as usual, we're going to talk about some news items in the spy entertainment, uh, universe, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm leading this one with, uh, just, this is just, this is just funny and I, I couldn't help but include it. Uh, uh the newest, uh, ad campaign for head and shoulders shampoo in Japan is uh, a series of anime short movies uh, featuring a spy who's running all around the world. Uh, Actually, uh, you know what? Take a look at it with me, would you? Okay, sounds good. All right. That was amazing. (laughs) How fucking Japanese is that? That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the idea is they're trailing him all around the world, and and at the end we find out like how 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 did you how were you able to track me? It was because of your dandruff. <laughs> <laughs> but now that he's got head and shoulder shampoo, uh, he can go on and do his crazy spy action shenanigans. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just had to bring that one up. Um, I don't have anything other than Spy City, which we're going to go into a little detail in uh, at the end of this brush pass. Uh, I didn't have anything else uh, for re- for just came out that you can see, but my little uh, Google News pickers did pick up on the fact that Black Hat, uh, it's, it's kind of one of those uh, revival stories. Uh, it's a 2015 film that I think like slipped past all of us. Uh, did you ever hear about Black Hat? Uh, I think I remember when it was coming out, but I didn't see it. Right. Chris Hemsworth's in it, right? Yes. Yeah, it stars Chris Hemsworth, and it's uh, directed by Michael Mann, uh, which I'm I'm a big man booster. Um, oh. I, I, I love his shit, especially Heat, Heat, Heat regularly makes like uh, my top top best films of all time kind of lists uh, for me personally. Uh, the reason we're bringing it up is because it's one of those cases where the movie didn't really like do anything when it came out, but now uh, that it's just uh, shown up on Netflix, it's rocketed up to uh, like currently, like it's in their top 10, like most watched and most enjoyed. Um, so if you're looking for, uh, your spy movie fix, this might be something to check out. If you've got access to Netflix, um, this would be a story about, a uh, Chris Hemsworth is a, um, surprisingly buff, uh, computer hacker <laughs> and he's getting recruited into helping, a, a joint team of FBI and Chinese intelligence agents chasing cyber terrorists. Uh, looks like all around the world. Let's take a look at the trailer, huh? 
So, uh, that looks pretty action-packed for a hacking movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you never know, though, like, you know, how much of the, um, uh, you know, because they can take a movie that only has, like, you know, five minutes of action they can make a trailer for it that just packs all of that into it um i think i think it looks pretty good it doesn't it doesn't look like heat it doesn't look like heat level quality to me but uh yeah i'm i'm kind of interested i i really am kind of interested in seeing hemsworth uh do some i mean i love him as thor uh, right but uh yeah I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what he can do outside of that character uh, so that's a draw for me. Decent reviews on that one. Uh, it just looked really action-packed. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so okay. I'm not really sure. Probably, yeah. It, like, when you had said surprisingly buff-looking hacker, <laughs> right? I didn't, quite, I didn't quite know what you meant until I saw the trailer. And yeah, it was like, ah, this MIT hacker, he's doing time. We're going to commute his sentence if he can solve the guy's and, and then all of a sudden it's like a action packed chase. Um, well, if uh, action packed isn't uh, your flavor, then you're probably not going to be as excited as some people might be about uh, right. what's coming soon. Uh, Without Remorse is going to hit Amazon video on April 30th. Uh, the final trailer for this uh, movie based on a Tom Clancy novel. Uh, it's going to star Michael B. Jordan. Oh, as... shit. You had me at Michael B. Jordan. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, as uh, a Navy SEAL uh, who is apparently, like, what I get from this is um, he's, okay, he's a minor character in several um, Jack Ryan-based movies that we have seen before. But this is uh, without remorse is is a book that Clancy wrote that specifically was kind of like the um, I don't know the origin story of this particular character, uh, John Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, let's see, it's being written or wait wait wait, did I have this right? I know like some Sicario stuff came up. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Okay, wait. Definitely directed by the guy that directed the second Sicario movie. And oh, right. think... Taylor Sheridan wrote both Sicario movies as the writer. Right. Is that the writer for this movie or am I getting yes. confused? Okay. Uh okay. Big fan of Sicario, so uh m- me personally. Uh that's right. when I'm really looking that's when even like when we very first started this podcast. Sicario has been one of my like um, dessert movies, uh-huh. you know, like, uh, you know, just one that I, I just really want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, there's uh yeah, without remorse coming out at the end of the month. Maybe we'll talk about it more uh, when we when we see it. Maybe we'll do a brush pass on it. But actually, I think it'd be more likely I want to talk about this other movie. This one looks a lot more interesting to me personally. And I think to you, this is cliff walkers also Uh coming out April 30th, uh, in China and in the U S now this director, Zhang Yimo, not sure if I have that pronunciation, correct. 
but he is like uh, a apparently a very highly highly respected director internationally uh-huh. um just to give you like kind of a clue of like how much he's considered a national treasure in China uh he was the guy that directed was chosen to direct the Beijing Olympics opening and closing Oh wow. Uh back I think I'm not sure. I think that was back in 2008. That was a while ago, mm-hmm. right? Uh but uh but those were I mean just the fact that they chose him, you know, to to do that honor for the country and the fact that I didn't watch those Olympics, but I do remember everyone saying like holy shit that was fucking awesome. <laughs> right? Uh yeah, this, I remember yeah, I remember that. It was it was like everybody was talking about it. The story that we know about sounds really interesting as well. It's going to be set in the 1930s. It's going to follow four uh, Chinese communists. Or no. Okay. No, they... I think they're Chinese communists, but they go into the Soviet Union and maybe get flipped there and are sent back by the Soviet union. Like it's a communist versus communist, um, spy story from the 1930s. Oh, wow. Which is something, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, I, I like the idea of, of getting into these movies that are not just like, you know, Britain versus Russia, U S versus Russia. Like right. all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really. This sounds really cool. Yeah, and it's a like I said, also you know, it's a Chinese director, but this is a this is a movie coming out of China that's definitely like you know we talked a little bit previously about that um, uh, Chinese television show that very much looks like you know maybe state sponsored propaganda, uh-huh. uh, kind of focused and funded. Um, but this movie is going to be released in the, in China and the U S simultaneously. So they are expecting, uh, you know, some international attention on this, you know, it might not be the first thing, uh, you know, like the, the super blockbuster in America that it might very well be in China. In fact, uh, I also read like, um, the timing of it apparently, May 5th is like uh, the equivalent of Labor Day in China. And that's one of their really big, huge um, uh, movie audience going events. Okay. You know, uh, which it's kind of is for us too. Like, you know, early May, like we're, we're starting to see the beginning of summer blockbusters or whatever, but right. yeah, I'm just, I'm just interested because uh, you know, they're, they're definitely like pumping it like international, like all at once. Uh, I just chatted you a link for the trailer. If you want to watch the trailer. Oh yeah. Let's check it out. I, I was wondering what that beep was. Um, a reporter uh, got an exclusive yeah, yeah. trailer. Let's take a look. Uh, I would say, like, that's what a spy movie trailer should fucking look like. That looks yes. awesome. <laughs> that looks yeah. great. 
I'm pretty excited about it. Sign, yeah, sign me up. Coming up from, but we definitely got to watch it. Mm -hmm. I don't know know where it's going to be available, but yeah. (laughs) Well, like I said, no, it's coming to U.S. theaters. Like we can, we can go see that in two weeks. Oh, we definitely got if 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 we want to. Uh, Yeah, I I would I would say like I'm I'm excited. You know, you know, it's hard to drag stuff from trailers, but like. I could just tell that, like this is this is a this is a well directed film. Like this yeah, is this yeah. is stylish and and suspense filled and and just looks tight and very period. And it's a total like you know it's a field of like spy kind of stuff that we just have no experience covering. Uh, oh. Yeah, let's uh, let's make a date for that one. Yeah, how I'm we'll definitely right have now. to do our next brush pass for that or something because that looked really, really cool. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, maybe. Oh wait, okay. So then, uh, that's that's stuff that is coming soon. Then we got a couple items that are just announced. We don't know when they're going to come out. We just know that like this is just like come out uh, that uh, it's a project that is now going to be fielded. I'll start with the uh, the sympathizer is going to be. Uh, a television series based on a 2016 Pulitzer winner for fiction, I believe, because the Pulitzer can also be um, awarded for journalism. But in this case, I didn't find any indication that this is a like a journalistic work. I think it's based on a novel. Uh, it's going to be directed uh, a TV series directed by the director of Old Boy. Oh wow! Did you like that movie? Uh- yeah, the Korean one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that movie was fucking brutal. I'm, I'm looking at this article. The novelist Viet Thanh Nguyen uh-huh. uh, uh, wrote it, and I think he just announced it. And apparently, Old Boy was a big influence on his novel. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, like- I did notice I did notice the novelist was, like, super excited to have the Old Boy director uh, on board. Yeah, he must be doing backflips here and that, especially if it was a big influence. So uh, this this looks pretty dope. I'm pretty excited for it. Right. It's going to be uh, uh, some Vietnam stuff. Uh, it's pitched as some historical fiction. So, yeah, I had it right. It's not a, you know, it's not a, um, you know, based on true events kind of thing, but just, you know, historically kind of accurate-ish you know, could have happened. Um, and that is going to be, a, it's uh, centers around a mole from North Vietnam, Vietnam, who uh, infiltrates the South Vietnamese army. But then uh, for some reason he gets, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe for some reason exposed or something, he has to come back to the United, or he has to get to the United States um, probably for safety or something. And then eventually uh, returns to Vietnam to fight against the communists. Uh, you know, this sounds kind of complicated, but uh, uh, also, you know, also interesting, especially uh, as uh, learning more about like what's going on in other countries for real, you know, like I said, too, like the thing about Cliff Walkers that I'm excited about is this is like, you know, 
I, I, I like this idea of like, you know, let's get into some movies or some content. That's not just the West versus blah, 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 but also see like what's going on uh, with other agencies that uh, might be employing intelligence against one another that really has nothing to do with the U S yeah, it's nice to get some different stuff, so I'm pretty excited for it. Um. And as far as different stuff goes, uh, you know, I, I've kind of gotten in the habit these days, like, I'm finding so much stuff that's coming out of India and Korea and Hong Kong and and even Turkey uh, and oh. just, like, all around the world. Like, there's all there's a spy a spy movie or television series gets launched like every week. We can't talk about them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so some of them I'm, I'm like kind of given a pass unless like, it looks like kind of super interesting here. I think this does look kind of super interesting. Captain seven has been announced. Uh, it's uh, coming out of India. It's oh. going to be an animated spy television series. And it's going to star this guy that I've never heard of, but probably a lot of people around the world have MS Dhoni, uh, who apparently is like just one of the like best cricket players in the world or something. <laughs> they do love cricket in India. They do. It's like, yeah. it's like the one thing that they're thankful uh that the British gave them. <laughs> it's the one thing. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> They're like, yeah, there was all that bullshit, but you did bring us cricket, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Britain's like, well, yeah, thanks for all the tea. Right. And then there's this other uh, item, which which I, I thought, like, uh, our schedule got a little uh, pushed up on this brush pass. Um, so I, I don't have time to do due diligence on this, but let's put this in our, let's maybe think about putting this in our Facebook newsfeed. Like I keep seeing these news items about this Iranian show called Gando G A N D O. Uh, and how like it's, uh, let's see how to explain this. Like, the, uh, what's it called? The Iranian Guard or the Iranian Republic Guard uh-huh. are a political force in Iran that doesn't always march exactly to the beat of the quote-unquote Iranian government. Mm-hmm. Would you say I have that right, as far as you know? I'm not sure. Okay. Well, um, Gondo is a show that is been funded by the Republican Guard as kind of propaganda of like how awesome they are and how important they are in Iran and and kind of depicting in a weird way it's kind of like like okay this is how I would try to describe it from what I've understood about the news item and I I do want to maybe take some time to talk to you in more detail about it later. But imagine if the United States army was funding a television show that was critical of the United States government. 
that's pretty oh. hard to imagine, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> but it, it apparently that's what's going on with the show Gondo. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, let's let's just uh let's put it in our in our chat. I had hoped that we would have time. We didn't uh for you and me to like maybe go back and forth over this thing, but uh maybe we'll we'll just put it in the in the news thing and, and talk about it uh maybe on Facebook. Uh, or, or maybe between us, because it, it just, it's, it's a news item that just keeps clicking. Like, you know, when I saw it a couple times coming up, I was like, okay, whatever. But like, it, it just, it just constantly seems to be like a big story, uh, in Iran from there. That's all our news items. And, um, we also just watched the first episode of spy city. Yeah. Starring Dominic Cooper. Uh looks like well it's uh it's coming out of AMC Plus, which I have some thoughts on. Uh but uh yeah, let's get into uh just our first impressions of a single episode of Spy City. I'll let you go first. There wasn't a whole lot of tradecraft. It was more of a story. Um, and I guess it's the first episode, so they're just kind of setting the scene. Uh, uh, yeah, it was kind of like cool watching him at the beginning, and then it just kind of turned in. They, they're trying to exfiltrate this guy out of East Berlin, who I guess is a scientist that's made like a super accurate targeting system for missiles and bombs and planes and stuff. May, can um, I can I break in to to put the historical context in? Uh, we're talking like uh, 1962 here, or something. I I think it's supposed to be like right before the Berlin Wall came up. Uh, right. Most of the operations that we see taking place are in Berlin, so it's it's around that period of the Cold War. Right, and they're trying to get this guy out to uh, I guess the American side so that they can get him and his family out. Uh, and our main character is, uh, this guy Scott, uh, who, uh, it, it started out with like him surviving in an assassination attempt by a British agent. And, uh, so a bunch of people are pissed at him for killing that guy. And he keeps saying he tried to kill me and they're like, that doesn't sound like him, but I'm going to find out why he tried to kill me. Uh, and then they want him to go into Berlin to try and get this guy out. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of, a lot of it was just kind of setting the stage. There really wasn't any tradecraft. We got a park bench. That was nice. Yeah. Oh, definitely like a hot, uh, very classic example of the park bench scene that David and I are always talking about. Uh, in this case, uh, they weren't, you know, necessarily sitting side by side on a bench, but setting up chess tables in the park, you know, where you could reasonably expect in Berlin of this time for someone to just come by and say like, hello, stranger, do you right. fancy to play a game? Uh, but they're sitting at separate tables and, and talking to each other without looking like they're talking to each other, which right. is classic park bench. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the scientist is being tailed by a Stasi. Uh, who did not try to hide whatsoever. So I'm guessing they wanted to be seen, maybe. I don't know. But the one thing that bugged me was our 
protagonist opens up a chessboard and then just puts his pieces out and then puts them away. And I was like, if there's anything that obvious, that would be pretty obvious. Uh, that that bugged me a little bit, but whatever. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the Stasis weren't there yet when he was setting up. <laughs> yeah, in the initial scenes of this, especially the, the 1960 kind of, there's like a sort, I guess you would call it a flashback, except I'm not sure you call it a flashback if it's the first thing you see. Uh, right. Maybe there's a different term for that, but that's the part where uh, he gets ambushed by a supposed uh, friendly British agent and has to kill him in self-defense, uh, which sets up this whole like nice thing about, uh, you know, he's still always been kind of under suspicion because nobody understands like why that happened. So that's wow. a nice mystery for the series to try to untangle. Uh in that scene and in a lot of other scenes too, I I really felt like some some James Bondiness that was not clicking very well for me. Right. Um Yeah, and even like 1960. So it's not like it's not like the super schlocky James Bondy stuff, but that 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 smell is in the air. Yeah. A bit. A little bit, yeah. And that's what I was saying. It's kind of more focused on the story uh, than just like, here's the situation. But I, I mean, it was the first episode, so they might have just been laying groundwork. But it was like, you know, and the exfiltration gets botched at the end. And the people, he, the, the guy, the scientist and his wife and kid were killed by the Stasi. So it, it was like kind of more of like, he had already killed this guy in self-defense who nobody really believes. And then now he just botched an exfiltration. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing this is going to turn into like, well, was there a plan behind this? Is What's going on with this? You know, it was, I don't know. Uh, I think you had mentioned at some point through the episode, you're like, this is feeling a little corny. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I, I, yeah, the the feeling was growing on me. Um there it feels to me like a ton of like I mean this is I mean it's hard to review based on one episode. You know, you got to give a a show a chance to grow. If you really like, you know, British spy thrillers, definitely give this a a role on your own, but uh from me, I'll say like it felt very much like paint by numbers kind of spy stuff. Uh, without a lot of meat on the bone. Um, I'm not even sure, like, AMC Plus, like, I, when did they get into television? I mean, they had the, they have the, whatchamacallit, um, Walking Dead, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, you know, to me, like, an uneven show, uh, but definitely, like, kind of kind of solid in its way. But what like AMC? They're famous for being a movie theater chain. Like what? Why are why are they trying so hard to get into television? I I feel like they're, um, I feel like they're trying here, and I'm not sure they really should be. Uh, yeah, not not sure what their whole business plan is on that. Um, it's got some entirely unnecessary sex scenes which always are a turnoff for me. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, since they don't drive the story at all, uh, I didn't really, I didn't really hook into or care about any of the characters, including our, our main guy, like, uh, compared to like, you know, our, our brush pass on like Le Bureau, like I was hooked like that. Yeah. That shit felt like awesome. I want to get into this. Even Homeland, I thought, had a lot more meat on the bone than this, even though this is maybe, um, I don't know, a touch more cinematic and less network TV kind of stuff than Homeland. But I'm, I mean, personally, I'm I'm not planning on following up on this one. Yeah, me either. Uh, it, it was, I mean, it was kind of chill if you looking for something to watch i mean like i think the only tradecraft we saw was like the german lady with the camera in the book that was about it there wasn't too much else and uh yeah i don't know i'm I'm definitely not gonna say go out and watch it but you know if it's something you look you like just looking for something you know you could probably it's kind of easy to follow well i think she's she's one of the most more interesting elements of what we got handed. Uh, whereas, and I actually, I had to pause it and ask you to help me like catch up on like what her motivation, who she was working for kind of thing. Right. Uh, and the way you explained it and it, which all of a sudden made sense. Cause there's this, there's this guy in some apartment playing a guitar and just like, just seeming like a, I don't know, just what today we would just call a bro. Yeah, I mean he's a little poetic. He's he's making up his songs. He's got a he's got a spirit to him, right? Um, but I kept wondering, like, why is this guy in in the show? And apparently, like, she this is a I think a redhead chick. Anyways, her hair is kind of red ish. Uh, she is actually in love with this guy. And that is the leverage that the Stasi have on him because we're going to find out he's a war criminal that the Stasi are protecting mm-hmm. in, in East Berlin. And that's their leverage for her uh, who works in the British station in West Berlin to like, you know, get them some, some Intel. Right. But then, and that that felt cool. But then they also overlay. Uh, okay, so Dominic Cooper, our main character, uh, was in Berlin before, and he got pulled out after the weird, like you know, uh, we're not sure what happened kind of thing. You're still under suspicion. Why did you kill that guy? He says it was mm. self-defense. They're like, well, that makes no sense. Um, <laughs> but apparently when he was in Berlin previously, he had an affair with a French lady. And that French lady is also like kind of on the side tasking him with this mission of finding the bro guy with the guitar. The guy that the, the war criminal that the Stasi is protecting. And... I'm not going to be super happy with this show. Like, again, I'm sorry. I'm not really planning on following up on it, but 
you know, they're setting it up like they're she's giving him like a side mission, which he should not take. Like you should, you know, like you're you should be a professional. You should be in there to do one job and, you know, never mind what your ex-girlfriend also would like you to do. Like, fuck that. Mm -hmm. Doesn't feel authentic to me. Yeah, it's a little kind of, I don't know, whatever. But I guess the guitar playing guy is supposedly an ex, an SS officer, and she's looking for the 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 French affair lady is looking for him because he tortured and murdered her husband or something, which kind of came out of left field, or at least we think from the picture that was shown. I don't I don't like the idea that she waits for her ex boyfriend you know, uh, who she apparently thought was dead to come into town to suddenly say like, Oh, you're my opportunity to try to find this guy. Like she should have her own, like, I don't know her own shit. It's, it's too pat. It, it, this show smells, it smells funny to me just based on the first episode. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, but let's talk about this. Oh, let's give this movie this this episode though like like one like I think big thumbs up. There are some shots. Now, you know, it's a period piece and period pieces are always like really difficult. You're never going to get the cars right, you know, cuz the actual cars, you know, from the 1960s, they just actually don't fucking exist anymore. Um and and you're never going to get, you know, the 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 building style, you know, architecture has changed, et cetera, et cetera. I thought it was really cool. I keyed in on this mostly because, like, there's this big, huge, like, shopping center. And it's, like, the Nescafe shopping uh-huh. center. And I was like, what? And we went back and looked at a couple of these scenes. And I'm pretty sure that they took uh, actual historical footage and digitized and colored it to give us some shots of like what Berlin actually looked like at the time, which I think is, it, it, I mean, we looked back at it a couple times and I think we're right that like, that's what they did. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't blame them for that. In fact, I really applaud them for that. Like let's, let's do more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It looks like they kind of tried to update the footage, but it looked like authentic footage. And that's all I had to say about Spy City. Uh, let's see. What's coming up next, dude? Uh, we're pushing uh, some analysis of The Man from Uncle, the classic 1960s television series. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it because you've talked about it a few times, and I, I guess you hadn't seen it either. But uh, it, it seems to keep coming up as like a, a, a influential show for the spy genre. So, hey, and it's and, you know, and it's absolutely like we have to demonstrate to our audience that, like, I mean, this is this was a fan request. You know, people that like our show specifically asked us, like, when are you going to do Man from Uncle? Well, we're, we'll do it like right away if you ask us to. So, if there's something you want covered on this show, reach out to us on Facebook. Fucking just tell us what you want to hear. We will do it. Hell yeah. 